0: This podcast is sponsored by 10ofthose.com. 10ofthose.com handpick the best Christian books that point to Jesus and sell them at discounted prices. The more you buy, the cheaper they get. If you've ever said to a friend, I'm praying for you, then check out Nancy Guthrie's brilliant new book, I'm Praying For You, which challenges the vocabulary we use in our prayers to help us to be praying for people the way people would want us to be praying. Check it out at 10
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. My name is Sarah and I live in the UK and this is my sister Felicity and she lives in the US. Hello everyone, great to be here Sarah.
0: I feel excited.
1: As always, I'm always excited actually, although I was a little tired a minute ago. I now feel like ready, (laughs) ready to go.
0: Because you've had a bite of a biscuit, I think. I have.
1: I've got an American-style biscuit today. Interesting. What yes. What would that be? A cookie? Well, would you call it a cookie? Yes, we'd call it a cookie. So me and the kids baked some... Uh, we used up our leftover Easter egg to bake some cookies. Okay. And we actually put Easter eggs, like little ones, in the middle of the cookies before they went in Oh, there.
0: nice. That very sounds good. good. Yeah, that yeah. does sound good. I actually what have a got? classic uh, chocolate finger here, which... <laughs> I feel like that is something that will not translate in the transatlantic way. I have never seen chocolate finger biscuits in America, but thanks very to well. you, Sarah, your package of tea and biscuit joy, I'm very grateful for this, this chocolate thing. I, I'm actually, as I'm speaking, I'm, I'm uh, smelling the waft of my cup of tea, which is an interesting one because the waft. Yeah, you sent me as well as chocolate finger biscuits. You also sent me a Yorkshire tea, toast and jam flavor
1: Mm, so what does it smell like (laughs) start
0: with that well I mean it actually does smell like toast and jam like kind of that strawberry jam kind of nice Mm. nice like but I bit interestingly that doesn't make me want to pick up the cup (laughs) (laughs) Why (laughs) not? I I don't know I do actually have a backup cup of tea with me because I'm fairly skeptical as to whether I'm gonna like it I mean for a start like was I supposed to put milk in it you wouldn't put milk in jam
1: <laughs> no and should you drink it alongside actual toast and jam as well yeah I mean it's okay <laughs> actually, it doesn't taste like toast and jam maybe do you feel like you want to drink it or do you feel like the backup is the is the the best option? Um plow on plow on
0: yeah <laughs> actually it is better than I thought it would be yeah, I'm not sure but... I would be recommending it to people but maybe I'll drink both. One sip of well, one so... one sip of the other. I sent you a whole box, so you've
1: got to get through yeah. it. <laughs> <You know.
0: laughs> it's gonna be one of those that will be sitting in our sitting in our cupboard for a fair amount of time. <laughs> anyway, shall we um shall we get into James? Yes.
1: So we're starting James chapter one today, and we just thought it'd be helpful to just outline um what we're not doing on this podcast before we get stuck into what we are doing, if mm. that makes sense. So I think the first and uh, most important thing to say is that. We are not experts and we feel very um aware of that as we read James and as we study it for ourselves. We're feeling yeah. very quite I feel quite nervous actually because it's this is a really powerful book and all the books of the Bible are powerful, mm-hmm. but this this feels very hard. Um, mm. And we just want to say from the outset, we're not experts. We're just beginning the conversation between one another. And we hope this will be a great beginner for everyone else listening. Um, And that's why we've got the questions in the show notes to carry on your conversations after our chat. Yeah.
0: And I mean, we're only, we love aiming for 20 minute episodes and in 20 minutes, we definitely cannot say all there is to be said about 18 verses of James. (laughs) In our, in our conversations before, we've spent much longer talking about just two verses. So We really are thinking this is a starting point. And that's why we've really been encouraging you to ask someone else to listen along, read it with someone else. And actually, even if you're not going to, if that friend or person at church is not going to listen along or read along, just be speaking to other people about what you're hearing and thinking and how the Lord is doing work in your heart as I'm sure he will be, because we have been finding that God is definitely doing business with our hearts through James, isn't he? It's been a, a wonderful thing, but also like, whew, it is it's big, <laughs> what James yeah. is saying. Yeah. yeah, We're
1: going to get stuck into James, and we're both reading from the NIV version, Yes, um, just so people know what version we're reading from. So would you like to read it for us, Felicity? Sure,
0: absolutely. Okay, here we go. So this is James chapter 1, verse 2, and we're going to go through to 18. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant, its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business." Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they're dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. I love, I just no, I noticed it again. I love how he says, my dear brothers and sisters throughout this whole letter. It's so pastoral, isn't it? It's so, he's so loving towards the people he's speaking to.
1: And it's so important that, isn't it? Because actually he kicks off the letter with such a big uh, command, doesn't mm. he? To consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. So this isn't just if you face trials, this is whenever you face trials of many kinds. He's assuming that you will be going through different yeah. kinds of trials in your life. And, wow, oh, it's a really, big, it's a really <laughs> big, big command. And it's, and it's cra- like, this is crazy language to consider trials joy unless we start to see it from God's perspective and that's what he starts to unpack for the rest of
0: yeah I think that's right isn't it so, this kind of it's helpful the word consider because that is like a deliberate like really deliberately think like this like it doesn't come naturally to us to think joyfully amidst trials and as you say the only way we would get that is to see as he shows us the logic of of what God is doing through those trials. And I think it's worth saying that these trials are are literally anything. So there's no kind of gauge of trial in this, in the sense. You don't have to be in the the greatest suffering category, but a trial can literally, I think in James's terms, literally mean just whenever we're facing temptation, not to go the Jesus way, like not to Mm -hmm. behave according to who we are in Christ. And And so there are trials of so many different sorts. And I think in this time, you know, we are just coming out of this kind of pandemic kind of time. There have been numerous sorts of trials that people have been going through. And so in all of those trials, consider it pure joy.
1: Mm. Yeah. And how can we consider it joy? He says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, that perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. And I think that's... That's the only reason we could ever consider something joy, isn't it? If there's a bigger game, there's a bigger picture than our immediate situation. And that is what James is saying to his readers that actually your trials are part of a bigger picture that is making you mature and complete in Christ. And that is a precious thing. And so you can start to, well, well it's interesting because he then goes on to say, if you lack wisdom, and of course, actually, who doesn't lack wisdom to see trials that way? Mm -hmm. Like, I look at it back over the last year and actually as I've been sitting in this passage in James for the last month, even, my prayers have become more and more, Lord, help me to see our trials your way. Mm. And so that I can see the perseverance and can see the precious nature of what you're doing in my heart. Yeah. And like that is that is only through asking for God's wisdom to see that, isn't it? And to see his perspective. Yeah. And I think, and I think
0: then, as we see it from his perspective, seeing that it's so desirable to be mature and complete, because ultimately that's the process of sanctification, isn't it? Which ultimately ends in us being in God's presence. Like mm-hmm. as we're made more holy, made more like Jesus. I heard someone talk about it as being fitted out for God's presence. And I just thought mm-hmm. that was such a great way of putting it. So the trials the, are the means by which God is progressively sanctifying us. And in mm-hmm. that, give ourselves over to that process and then that is that is like almost kind of embracing the trials not that we would seek them out not that we would kind of you know look for suffering but knowing that trials will come Mm -hmm. when they come actually trust that God is at work through that and as you say we we have the God who gives generously in order to to give us wisdom
1: yeah it's kind of leaning into them isn't it because mm. we know what they are producing in us and I guess that's the opposite of the person who he then talks about who's the person who's double-minded um, and who doubts now this isn't just kind of like a, a doubt on a whim and um, this is like considered doubt of leaning out I guess I'm thinking. Actually, I'm just going to have my foot in another camp. Things are yeah. hard, and I'm going to trust in my money, or I'm going to trust in uh, my security, or I'm going to trust in something else. So, kind of leaning out of God's promises rather than leaning in. Yeah, or, or trying fair? to be in both places at once, isn't it? So, so, sort of like, yeah, like, like,
0: like straddling or hedging your bets, kind of yeah. idea. And I think that's and a just... throughout James, isn't it? This double-mindedness comes up again and again. Yeah. That seems to be one of our greatest kind of dangers: is to be double-minded.
1: And so he then gives an example of that straight away, doesn't he? And actually, in verse, so he goes from the double-mindedness to uh, talking about riches, those in humble circumstances and those in rich circumstances. And actually, Mm -hmm. that is something that can cause us very easily to be double-minded, isn't it? Yeah, that is something that can. We think that we can maybe rely on that in times of trial. or. Yeah, yeah, and I think so. Then, so in he says,
0: verse nine, believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, and that's part of the mindset, isn't it? The kind of seeing things from God's perspective, like we have a high position because we are in Christ, and that's mm. that's not dependent upon whether we're we're poor or we're rich. And in some ways, and that's true throughout the Bible, isn't it? the riches are often a, a temptation. You know, it's hard if you've got riches. It's hard, I think, to be wholeheartedly dependent on mm-hmm. Jesus or to know that we need to be dependent on him.
1: And I think that's why it's so helpful. I don't know whether you found this, but Felicity, but I found it so helpful that James links trials and temptations together, because actually Mm. when we do go through trials, we are tempted to doubt God. We are tempted to think, Lord, what's going on here? I do not understand this. And I'm tempted to kind of doubt his character and doubt his goodness in that situation. So I just think... it. It's so helpful that he's kind of like run that through already yeah. for us to see the process of where we naturally might go. Yeah. And then he assures us of God's character yeah. through that, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. And assures us of of the end game. I love in verses um, verse 12, this kind of blessed is the one who perseveres or yeah. is steadfast under trial because that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love it. Isn't that just a glorious promise? And then he kind of says it again in verse 18, I think. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he's created. And that kind of, that is the the, the end game of what's going on. And then the temptations and the trials that, that lead us to feel the temptations all the more, I think. That is where the danger points are but Mm. this crown of life is what's being held out and it's not just being held out it has actually been given to us hasn't it like he has given us birth through the word of truth so in Christ we have this life that he is talking about but now we face trials and in that we face temptation and it's Mm -hmm. a dangerous place to be
1: it's a dangerous place to be, but we are totally secure in him, aren't we? Exactly. And that exactly. crown has been given to us, and um, that the word of truth um, has been given to us. And it's very, like, I don't know whether you noticed the um, the kind of giving birth language with, with sin, mm. um, back in verse 14, 15, language of um, sin leading to death. And then again, in verse 18, when he talks about he chose to give us birth through mm. the word of truth, like there's two different birth stories going on there isn't there one leads to death and one leads to life and we are wholly secure for everyone who is trusting in jesus we as we said last week he's writing to people who he assumes have already understood the gospel that jesus died for their sins um and yeah we're completely secure in him as we seek that birth which is totally different to the Yes, yes. That's so helpful, Sarah. That's so helpful. And I think then in that, like coming to
0: verses 16 to 18, we get this just glorious picture of God Himself, don't we? And his character. I love this father of the heavenly house who does not change. Like he is not like the shifting shadows. He's not the one who's going to be blown and tossed by the wind, like in verse six. There is nothing double-minded about God as He looks at us and loves us, and in His steadfastness. He chose to give us birth. Like it's not dependent on us. It's dependent upon him. And that praise God, (laughs) because I am like, you know, shifting left, right and center. So it's really helpful to see that he's got me in his steadfastness.
1: And I guess, do you think then that's where the, you know, in verse 12, it says blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life. Like persevering, then, looks like keeping your eyes fixed on who God is and what he's already done for us, as it then goes on to say. Do you Mm -hmm. think that, like, because I think it's very easy, I don't know about you, but it's very easy to think, oh, I'm just not persevering enough, or I feel like I'm maybe that doubting person over here, and I'm just, it's very easy to look inwards in my trials rather than look to the steadfast nature of God and his salvation.
0: Yeah, and I think that that is a thing, and we'll see it as we go through James and that's why it's really helpful to read James as a whole as you get kind of dig into one passage but we see it later on in chapter four this idea that essentially as we see our failure to persevere our failure to not be double-minded so we fall Mm. back on the unchanging grace of God and he lifts us up so that the means by which people persevere is through God and his steadfast grace and his love towards us but we need to sort of almost I think that James is like exposing us and it's a gracious thing to expose us because then we see God more clearly and we see ourselves more clearly and in Mm -hmm. that we then fall back on the God who chose to give us birth through the word of truth.
1: So where does the rubber hit the road then for you Felicity as you've been kind of sitting in this passage over the last few weeks and as we've been preparing for this like where have you seen the impact on your heart on your heart?
0: I think I think this this mindset of of beginning I mean I and I really do think just beginning to consider it pure joy these trials I think previously well I wouldn't have sort of said this I think maybe in practice I was maybe a tr- trying to dodge trials or just or just questioning when trials came my way I'd be like ah oh, again really I thought we were done like I'm trialed out out. like I don't need any more mm-hmm. but I think this has really helped me to just be in the trial and look for what God is doing in that and And praise him even that this is growing me in perseverance and, and that that's a gift rather than something I just need to grin and bear it. But actually, he is (laughs) at work through it. So there's a kind of a purposefulness to it. Yeah. What about you, Sarah?
1: Yeah, I think similarly, I think my prayer, my prayer really has been one of look, I feel like I'm having a daily prayer of Lord, show me wisdom, give me wisdom mm. here to see uh, things from your perspective. And I think he, I think he's answering that prayer. Like I, I genuinely think I am starting to see situations in in a different perspective and a different light. And I'm so thankful for that. Um and I'm also I think I'm just astounded that James doesn't dodge the hard stuff mm. from right, you know, the the first word he is saying to his brothers and sisters speaks with something like it's just so hard isn't it and it's so it's so everydayness it's so this is what we all go through and he's right there saying how the gospel impacts life under trials and I think like that's just been so good to see the power of that that he's not dodging this isn't this isn't out you know this isn't out there this is really yeah speaking to the heart it's speaking to me right now and that's what I've needed and so I'm just really thankful for that
0: yeah. Do you want? Do you want to pray that for us all that we would have that mindset that you're you're speaking of? Yeah, I'd love to. Let's yeah. pray,
1: Heavenly Father. We just thank you so much that you are the Father, of the Heavenly Light who does not change. Thank you that you are steadfast. Thank you that you have given us everything that we need, um, and we thank you so much that we can ask you for wisdom, so that we would see our trials in light of your good nature in light of your good plan and purposes for our hearts and for our lives we thank you so much that there is a bigger picture to our trials and so we pray today lord please would you help us please give us wisdom to see our trials in light of uh, the gospel and please would you help us to draw closer to you as we begin to see them in that light we pray this for your glory lord amen
0: amen Thanks, Sarah. I mean, it's got to be said that um, my Toast and
1: Tea tea is still quite full and my Yorkshire tea has been drunk. Oh, I'm so disappointed. I should have kept, you know, I should have opened the box and kept a tea bag yeah, well, out so we I could have that. shared it together. Well, that's true. That is true. I mean, I'll give it another go. I'll offer it to others. But... Yeah, I'll give it another go by giving it to others. Okay, <laughs> we need to go. It's been 20 minutes has gone already. So, um... <laughs> All right. See you soon. Yes, yeah, <laughs> see
0: you soon. Thanks, everyone. See you soon. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. It's sponsored by 10ofthose.com. Check them out for great discounted resources that point to Jesus.